Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. For a sermon today, we're going to emphasize our gospel text, which is recorded in the 14th chapter of the gospel according to St. John, beginning at verse 1. I invite you to please rise for the reading of the gospel. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. But if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to be with me, so that you may also be where I am. You know where I am going, and you know the way. Lord, we don't know where you are going, Thomas replied. So how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Dear Heavenly Father, these words are yours, and so we know that they are the truth. We ask that you would increase our faith through them. Amen. You may be seated. It's common these days for, for people to point to Jesus as a, as a great moral teacher. He's popular in that way. Uh, people like him for the, the, the many of the, the moral things that he talked about, the things that sit well with people, uh, like the, the golden rule, treat other people the same way that, that you want to be treated. Uh, but in doing this, in pointing to Jesus as this great moral teacher, these people are completely ignoring a lot of the very controversial stuff that Jesus said, things that he said that would not sit well with the people of our world today. Uh, one of those controversial things that he said we talked about last week as we talked about the wheat, he said, whoever uh, it, it hates his life will hold on to it for eternity. He says, you need to hate your own life. In another section, he says, you need to hate your mother and father, your brother and sister, to be worthy of me. And even for us as Christians, some of these controversial statements of Jesus need a little bit of explanation. We need to, to dig into what Jesus is saying to understand these things. Uh, in another section of scripture, he, he talks about the seriousness of sin saying, and he uses exaggeration to make a point. He says, if your left foot causes you to sin, just chop it off. All right, if your eye causes you to sin, poke it out. And so there's a lot of controversial stuff that Jesus says that, that the world completely ignores. But of all the controversial statements of Jesus, his statement in our text today might be the most controversial. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is unpalatable to our, our world today, that there is one way to salvation, one path to follow that leads to, that leads to redemption, that leads to eternal life in heaven. There's, there's one path excluding all other paths that lead to a relationship, a, a unity, access to God our Father. And that one path is faith in Jesus and what he has done for us. Well, that's the emphasis of our sermon today as we continue our sermon series on pictures of peace. And so as Pastor Molstead said, we're focusing on this center left-hand panel. A uh, pretty nondescript looking panel artistically, uh, but you see there that it emphasizes that there's one path that, that leads through that panel. And that's what we're emphasizing today. Uh, we are, are looking to uh, Jesus' controversial statement that he is the, the way, the truth, and the life. That no one comes to the Father except through him. Now for us as Christians, as God's people, when we hear this, this statement of Jesus, we usually have 
one of two gut reactions to this statement. Uh, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That he is the one path. And I think both of these gut reactions are, are di- can be distractions for us. They can detract from what Jesus is trying to communicate in these words. Uh, the first gut reaction, we hear that, that Jesus says that everyone who believes in any other God, everyone who believes in themselves, everyone who just lives morally but does not believe in Jesus is going to hell. We hear that and we say, shh, don't, we, we believe this. We know that this is true. We know that Jesus is the one way to heaven, but don't say that out loud. Don't talk about it because it's going to make everyone mad and no one's going to listen to us. It's going to offend everybody. So that's one gut reaction. The other gut reaction we might have is, yeah, absolutely. There is one way to heaven. There's one path, and I'm on it. No one else is. Look how dumb they are, and look how smart I am. I'm going the right way. They're going the wrong way. So good for me. Uh, so I think the two gut reactions we're tempted to have from this are, are one, shame or embarrassment. We're, we're careful to hide it, or we want to gloat about it. Self-pride, saying, yes, I'm on the right path. Everyone else is on the wrong one. And I think, again, those are distractions from what Jesus is truly trying to communicate. Now, what is that? Uh, To understand that, we have to understand who he's speaking to. Uh, So Jesus is not saying this in a public sermon. Uh, This is not out in the the street as he's proclaiming to the the people. He's not tweeting this out for the whole world to know. This is a, a private conversation in a closed room with his dearest friends, with his 11 disciples. Okay, so this is uh, in the upper room, the night that Jesus is betrayed, and he's speaking to people who are nervous, who are scared, who are fearful, to his disciples who maybe you could even say are on the verge of panic. Because everything is changing, everything is happening, and big things are, are, are happening right in front of their face. So uh, one of them, one of the twelve, had just been outed as a traitor. Uh, Jesus says, whoever dips his, his bread in his bowl with me is the one who will betray me. Judas does that. Everybody knows he is the, the betrayer, and so he runs away. He's just been outed as, as, a, as a betrayer. Jesus himself has told them, it's, it's time for me to leave. I am leaving you guys. I'm going away, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. You guys are going to be on your own. And then he talks about Peter. He points to Peter, the, one of the, the stalwart leaders of the disciples, their spokesman, and he says, you're going to betray me. You're going to deny that you know me three times. And, and amidst all of this confusion, all of this worry, Jesus says this controversial statement. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. But it doesn't, it doesn't stand on its own. Right? He doesn't just say this and then walk out. This is in support. This is proof of the most important thing in this text, the, the first verse of what he says to him here. He says, do not let your heart be troubled. So Jesus knows that this statement is controversial, but for his people, for his people who are facing hardship and uncertainty, for his people whose, whose future is, is in question, the point of him saying this is comfort, not controversy. And that's how Jesus wants us to use these words too. He wants us to use these words to quiet our own hearts in the face of of an uncertain future. He wants you to carry these words with you to to push down those doubts and worries that that come up in your heart. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Now today at Second Service, it's also our our confirmation day. Uh, So at Second Service, we have uh, 11 young adults who are getting confirmed in their faith. Uh, and the interesting thing about this class is that every year uh, here at Peace, uh, we have a, a good chunk of, stu- of our confirmation students who go to Mount Olive, but a few who, who don't. Uh, some public school uh, attendees, uh, some, some homeschool students, but this year all of them go to Mount Olive. 
And so in our confirmation class, it's interesting to think how similar their situations are right now. Uh, they are, they're all in the same boat. They are all uh, eighth graders. They're all transitioning out of eighth grade. They're all students at Mount Olive. They are, they're all strong Christians in their faith, uh, all in the same boat. Uh, but yet, as you go into high school, they're, they're, as they continue on, as time carries on, their paths are going to diverge, right? They're going to go in different directions. And that, that can be a scary thing, right? And know, not knowing what's ahead, not knowing what's coming, it can be exciting and, 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 and full of joy and possibilities, but it can also be scary. And that's true for all of us, isn't it? Uh, none of us knows what lies ahead. Uh, we know that there are possibilities, there's opportunities for all of us, but we also know that there's work, right? We also know that, that there's difficulty in our path. There are our hardships. There are our, our, there's sadness ahead. It's just a question of, of how much. So as you look to the future, there's, there's hope there, there's joy, but there's also so often fear. And today in our text, whatever situation or station in life we might be in, whatever your vocation, uh, Jesus gives us in our text here an antidote to the fear of the future. And I know that this time of year is a, a big transition time for so many people in, in our congregation. Uh, I know that it is graduation from high school, so this is, these are our words for, for you if you're graduating high school. Uh, if you're going on from, from eighth grade into, to, into high school, if you are graduating college, going into the, the, your full-time job, your vocation, if you are a parent uh, or a, a married couple welcoming your first child, uh, whatever situation you might be in, parents who are facing being empty nesters for the first time. Uh, we have these uncertain futures, and, and Jesus is saying, I want these words for you to be an antidote to fear of what's to come. And the antidote to fear is faith. And not faith as the world talks about it. You know, if you're scared, you just got to believe. You just got to have faith. Uh, what Jesus is saying here is that the, the faith that he's talking about is a sure and certain hope. Us relying and leaning on the promises that God has given to us. Standing on those as, as our foundation, as our confidence for the future. That's the, that's the faith that he's talking about here. And in our text, there are five different truths right here in these six short verses that, that Jesus wants you to rely on, that Jesus wants you to carry with you as you think about the, the path that lies ahead for you, the path that, that God is leading you on. So first, number one, there are many rooms. Jesus says, all of these things in support of that first most important point. Do not let your hearts be troubled. In my Father's house there are many mansions. Uh, so this is a comfort for us because this truth reveals to us a little bit about our God's nature, about his heart. Uh, so there are many mansions. Heaven is not the, this small little exclusive VIP section for the very best people who have ever lived. It is not for the, the holiest of the holy. It's not for the people who did everything right, for the people who are better than everyone else, for the people who worship in the, the perfect way, who live the right way. Because of Jesus, heaven is not exclusive, it is inclusive. What I mean by that is that God desires all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. So this offer, this, this, this desire of God, it, his heart is full of mercy. His heart is full of love. His heart is one of a desire for, for every single person to be in a relationship with him. But that relationship, that unity can only come through faith in, in, his, in his son. This is the one path. Now, these uh, 11 young adults who are, who are getting confirmed here this morning, uh, they were examined in that truth on Wednesday night. Uh, they sat up here and we asked them 88 questions about their faith, about what the Bible teaches. They correctly professed that faith. 
the faith that, that Jesus is that one path, that because of sin we deserve death, but because of Jesus we have the promise of heaven. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Jesus, God's heart is one of, of grace and mercy, of a desire for you to be in heaven with him. Uh, two, it's not just that there's many mansions or, or rooms in our Father's house, uh, but there's two very important words in this text that we often overlook. He says, for you. Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Uh, so do not let your hearts be troubled because Jesus makes this personal. Uh, this promise of salvation, this promise of, of redemption, it's not just for everybody, it's also for you. As you think about the uncertain path in your life, all the possible things that, that could go wrong, all the hardships we can face, uh, do not let the fear of what might happen steal from you the, the peace and the comfort of what we know will happen. So let me say that again. Do not let the fear of what might happen, the, the difficult things in this life, the, the hardships that we might face coming down the road, don't let that steal the comfort and the peace out of what we know will happen at the end of our path. Yes, your path to this life is, is unsure. We're going to face hardship. We don't know what, what is coming because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Our salvation is not uns- unsure. It is not uncertain. We know where that path leads. This salvation is for you. Jesus wants you to carry these words as a comfort for you in this life. Uh, three, Jesus himself is coming back to take you there. So do not let your hearts be troubled. I will come again and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. So again, words that are full of so much comfort because Jesus is telling his disciples, he's telling us, it's not up to you to to crawl and and climb your way into heaven, right? It's not up to you to, to overcome all of your adversaries, to defeat every enemy that stands against you, to defy all the odds and then find your way to God. Jesus is saying, we don't find our way to him. He comes to us. And today on Confirmation Sunday, that's, that's what we celebrate. Uh, if you, you come to Confirmation, you notice that all of the confirmands wear white gowns. Uh, and the point of that is a connection to baptism. Right? All those same Confirmation students, many of them wore baptismal gowns at their baptism where, where God came to them. Right? Where they didn't come to Jesus, Jesus came to them and clothed them in his righteousness. And the same is true for each one of us. At our baptism, God gives power to that water through his word, and he makes us his own dear children. Christ dwells within us. He unites himself to us. Every single time we come up to the, to the altar for communion, Jesus comes to us. He says, here is my body, here is my blood for the forgiveness of your sins, for the strength for you to continue walking this path of, of, of faith, uh, this, this path that I have laid out for you. We don't go to God. Jesus comes to us. Remember that. We don't have to worry about finding the right path to climb up to our Savior. He says, it's me. I am that path, and I have united myself to you. Number four, your place has already been prepared. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. I am going to prepare a place for you. Now, this is always a little confusing for me as, as a youngster growing up. I always heard this and, and pictured heaven as this gigantic mansion that's, that's under construction. Right? So Jesus is, is going up there because that, that heavenly mansion is not finished. It's still, it's still being built. The rooms are ready for the people who have already died, but our rooms, he's got he's to get those ready. It's a, it's a construction zone. But of course, that's not Jesus' point here. He's telling Jesus that, or Jesus is telling his disciples that he's walking down a path that he alone 
can walk. So remember, he's in the upper room. And, and his path leads ultimately to heaven, but first to death. And he's the only one who can walk this path. And this is the only path that leads to our salvation. So his path is going to lead to the garden where he is betrayed by that, that, that disciple, by Judas. Then it leads to the hands of his enemies where he is falsely accused and beaten. It leads him to the cross where he suffers immensely, where he, he wears our sin as he is forsaken by our God and pays the price for our trespasses, for our unrighteousness. Without him taking this path for us, this is the one path, without him walking this route, there is no way for us to get to the Father. Jesus, by doing this, has paid for our sins. He has paved the way for us to have access to the Father through faith in him. So when Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you, he's, he's not necessarily just talking about construction in heaven. He's talking about crucifixion right here on earth. But again, Jesus speaks these words for our comfort because we know the rest of the story. Jesus is payment for your sin. It's not something that's going to happen in the future. It is, it's history. It's something that he has already done. Jesus has prepared a place for you. Everything necessary for your salvation has been completed. Jesus says there on the cross, it is finished. Again, the path that we take on this life is uncertain, but the destination is not. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Jesus has prepared a place for you. Finally, uh, Jesus wants you to take this truth home with you today to, for your, your comfort, uh, for consolation, for peace when you think about your future. Uh, finally, you know the way. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You know where I am going, and you know the way. You can imagine the, the look on the disciples' faces. Uh, they're on the verge of panic. Everything is changing around them so fast. Everything is unraveling so quickly. And then Jesus says these words. And then Thomas says what everyone's thinking. Jesus, we don't, we don't know what you're talking about. We don't know where you're going. And if we don't know where you're going, how on earth could we possibly know the way to get there? Now in all of this, remember that Jesus is telling his disciples that they don't need to let their hearts be troubled. They don't need to worry about what is coming down the road. He's saying, I'm enough. Jesus is saying, whatever happens, whatever comes, whatever your future holds, I am sufficient. I am everything that you need. He's saying, you know the way to the Father. You know the way to heaven because you know me. Jesus says, I am the way. You don't have to search for it. You don't have to find it. It's me. I'm right here. He says, I am the truth. You don't have to discover it. You don't have to look in your own heart. You don't have to go dig for this truth. It's standing right in front of you. Build your life on Jesus Christ, on who he is and what he has done for you. Build your foundation on your Savior. He's saying, I am the life. Even as you face trouble and difficulty and, and death itself, remember that death has lost its sting forever. That its victory has been stolen because through Christ and only Christ, there is no condemnation. There is only forgiveness and mercy. Through Jesus and Jesus alone, there is no death. There is only eternal life lived in the perfection of the mansion that he has prepared for you. So yes, use these words to contend for the faith. Right? Jesus is the only way to heaven. He is the only path out of all the paths that you could possibly take that leads to, to communion, to unity with God our Heavenly Father. It's the only path that leads to salvation. 
This, controversial, this is controversial to the world, but it's the truth that for us, for believers in Christ, leads to eternal life. Right? Jesus is the only way, the single path to the Father. So stand firmly on that truth as you follow the path on which God leads you, but don't miss the sweetness, right? Don't miss the, the comfort and the peace that he wants these words also to bring because you know the path. You know the way. His name is Jesus. Amen. Please rise for the blessing. The peace which surpasses all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.